This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. The gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. With Gene and Chris on the Paracast, we've got an extraordinary show for you this week. And last week we had a lot of fun with Linda Godfrey. After a couple of episodes where some of our listeners were a little up in arms over a few of the things that went on, this time she got quite a bit of favorable comment. Not that we're politically correct. We don't know when we do these shows whether listeners will like us or not. And after over ten and a half years, I'm glad most of the time they like what we do. But Linda really is a level-headed person and really dedicated to getting her information down correctly. So we had a lot of fun and learned a few things about Chris and his experiences. I just wanted to hit you with something, Chris, a statistic that... Somebody threw, and I don't necessarily believe it, but as you know, doing this show and doing the Tech Night Out Live, I get lots and lots of press releases, okay? Now, we know that Chris is what we call a cord cutter. You gave up satellite, you threw the satellite receiver out in the street or something, right? Off a cliff. Off a cliff. And they sent him a bill, by the way. Which no, one was I just this? didn't get my deposit back. Oh, that was it. Was it Dish or DirecTV? I think it was Dish. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, by the way, if you're interested again, because you're part of my mobile account for AT&T, you can get a discount on DirecTV. I, I think he's going to throw something at me. But I got this press release just the other day, and I'll read you the headline. How binge TV watching raises the risk of a clot by 70%. Chris, do you binge watch? What kind of clot? A brain clot? It says clot. It doesn't say what kind of clot. A blood clot. Oh, here it is. They have found that adults who spent at least five hours or more in front of a TV a day, and obviously it's not just cord cutters, were two and a half times more likely to die from a blood clot in the lungs. You hear that, Chris? Well, I don't watch five hours of TV in a row. So when I binge watch, I try to hold it at at four episodes if I'm really into it. Usually it's only a couple. That's about what I could handle. Although I remember the times like years ago, they used to have these videotapes of old movie serials, like from the 40s, like Captain Marvel and Superman. And I'd watch five or 10 chapters, but I'm still here. And I think my lungs are okay. But we'll take that. The thing is here is that you have these PR people who want to sell somebody's book or lecture tour or course or something. So they come up with a very, very spectacular or outrageous set of statistics. It may be true that if you sit in one place for five or six hours a day and you don't do any exercise, that might make a difference. But this came across as being... A little over the edge. How about all these people that do 
you know, flights back and forth across the Pacific to Australia, to Tokyo. I mean, they're sitting there for 10, 11 hours. And I, I, I know in the past that they have had some studies that show that it does raise your susceptibility to, to getting blood clots in your legs, especially. You know, if it was as bad a problem as they're suggesting, people should be dropping like flies left and right and uh, zoned out in front of Netflix or Amazon Prime or something. Well, if you're not moving. Now, I understand if you get up and you maybe take 10, 15 minutes off and you engage in a little bit of activity, you move around a little bit. I think that's one way to avoid this sort of thing. But that really is not an argument in favor of or against TV binge watching. It's sedentary activities. I mean, when I'm sitting here to do the radio show, we do a basically a two-hour session for a show that ends up being three hours when you count the news breaks when it's being sent out by the radio stations. But I'm not sitting here for two hours straight. There'll be times when I just get up and walk around the room while a guest is talking because you have to. In fact, Apple's Apple Watch will do that every hour. It's going to ping your wrist or something with haptic feedback to tell you to get up and exercise. So I hope that when you listen to the show, whether it's two and a half hours, three hours from the network feed or from the after the Paracast feed, which is just shy of two hours, stop and get up. I guess if you're driving, you can't do that. Yes, you can. You could go to a rest stop, get out for a few minutes. Hey, we just told people not to listen to the show straight. Is that politically incorrect, Chris? No, you should definitely have a buzz on. Well, I don't know if I want to do it with an Apple Watch and spend $300 for an Apple Watch. I have a great watch here. It's $12.88 from Walmart. Right over your head, Gene. <laughs> I probably was. Sometimes with some of our guests, you definitely need a buzz on. Well, I in the old days, certainly. Well, that was a conversation stopper. Yeah, listen, this is going to be a lot of fun. Conversation stopping for fun and profit. Today, we... Yeah, yours. <laughs> well, look, I can stop a conversation with the best of them, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. In any case, we have a return visit from the head photo UFO guy at MUFON. That's not his official title. I'm making it up. But it's roughly his official title. Mark D'Antonio. And also, he's an astronomer, by the way. That's what he's trained to be. And we'll talk about exoplanets in addition to UFO stuff. And we're going to look at these other worlds that are being discovered almost daily with possible M-type or Goldilocks planets that may be capable of harboring life and maybe life as we know it. And I think the technology behind that's pretty interesting because it's not like you look in a telescope. It's not like you're looking into a telescope and seeing something. It's inferring the existence by how these worlds impact the star systems and the, everything else. It's interesting technology. We'll talk about it. And we'll talk about it in light of the fact that every few days I get this Facebook post from somebody where they invite me to hear the channeled beings from Zeta Reticuli. Do you get that? No, uh, I'm pretty effective at weeding out the, the woo-woo crowd. Um, but I have a few sort of litmus 
uh, posters that I I hold my nose when I read their posts, but I like to at least keep my finger on the pulse of the Woo Woo Tribe. Um, but for the most part, no, I don't. I don't get those. Well, this one I have fun. Every time I see this, and it's like every few days, I post a response. Zeta Reticuli is a binary star system, and there's no evidence of any extrasolar planets orbiting them. But if you want to go and hear someone who claims to be in touch with beings from a place... Yeah, that, yeah but Gene, they're star beings. They live in the star. Oh, they are star creatures. Yeah. Okay. That sounds like fun. Yeah, they have molten personalities. Well, there you go. All this heated discussion. So basically, these are liquid creatures then. These are the liquid creatures from Zeta Reticuli. Okay, does that mean that as they're being channeled, they pour all over the place? I don't know. When they come here, they gush. They just love it here. I think their logic is all wet. No. The poor lady who's putting this up, I'm sure she is very sincere about this nonsense. And if someone wants to believe in nonsense, go right ahead. Be my guest. Yeah, it's it's still a fairly semi-free country. That may change in the next election, but I don't want to get into politics because no. they'll be screaming at us, well, he no. said something against that guy. Well, I don't know. Well, I know somebody who was the born... the P just- word, Gene. No... no uh- no T-word, but one of my regular guests on the Tech Night Now Live was born just a couple of blocks away in Queens from the person who is best described by the T-word. Mark D'Antonio. Lots of good stuff coming with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. The award-winning Graphic Converter 10 the universal genius for photo editing apps on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for the Swiss Army Knife app. It gives you all the features that you expect. And most important, it's easy to use. You can get it for just $39.95 from www.lemkesoft.com. That's www.lemkesoft.com. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP 
is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Visit GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Lose weight and look great with ASAP, as slim as possible. Are you worried about how dangerous the world has become? In these days of terrorist attacks, natural disasters, or even a future collapse, you need to be medically prepared to keep your family safe. I'm Joe Alton, MD of store.doomandbloom.net, where you'll find an entire line of uniquely designed medical kits and supplies for when help is not on the way. For everything from individual first aid kits to the ultimate family medical bag, go to store.doomandbloom.net today. That's store.doomandbloom.net. You'll be glad you did. Dangerous blood clot device alert. If you or a loved one had an IVC filter placed to prevent blood clots from traveling to your heart or lungs and suffered an injury, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA warns that IVC filters may cause serious complications, such as heart or lung damage, internal bleeding, and even death. These dangerous blood clot devices can break, and the metal fragments can travel to your heart or lungs, causing serious injuries. If you or a loved one suffered organ damage or other injuries from an IVC filter, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-478-1507. This is an advertisement. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. InjuryHelpDesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Mark D'Antonio joins us this week on the Paracast. And of course, we know about all the great work he does for MUFON in terms of video and photo analysis and such, but we're going to talk about the fact that he's also an astronomer and interested as all of us are in exoplanets being planets that orbit other star systems. So, especially in a week here where a new Star Trek movie is out, Star Trek Beyond, we think about this. But as I was saying to our listeners before, when it comes to exoplanets, we're not always seeing them directly, are we? We're seeing their impact or effect. Thanks for having me on the show. I, uh, I, I love being here. Thank you. Um, when we actually see a, a planet, quote-unquote, around another star, we have to qualify that. We don't see the planet directly, as you, as you said. We actually see it in terms of what it does to the starlight in one case, like when we are looking for a planet that is perhaps... 15 to 50 times smaller 
than the star, going in front of the star is seen from the Earth. The slight drop in light that we see, we call that the light curve, the slight drop of light in the light curve of that star is an indicator that something is causing the star's light to dim. Now, that doesn't have to be a planet. It could actually be a um, sunspot on the star, a star spot on the star, like we have sunspots on our sun. Those spots could reduce the starlight quite significantly if there's enough of them. And depending on the type of star, it might very well be peppered with spots. So the lucky thing for us is that these star spots don't last forever. They only last for perhaps a, a month or a few weeks sometimes, and they change constantly. That said, the next time the star rotates around, if it was a star spot, we'd see perhaps this spot again, or we might see a change in the starlight. And if it comes back very quickly, then we have a problem because that is to say, if the, if we see this dimming very quickly in a, like a, a period is very quick, like a matter of days and sometimes hours, then the problem we have is that we're going to be seeing this dimming and think, well, that could be a planet or a spot. And the only way to tell that it's a planet is to see the long-term period that is the cycle around the, the, the orbit of that planet around the star to see if that long-term cycle is repeating like clockwork. If it is, then we know it's not a spot. That's why some of these candidates for planetary discovery are planets that are actually or have been discovered perhaps two or three or four years ago. And now it's taking all this time to reconfirm them. Usually, if a planet is closer to its star, it goes around the star fairly quickly, sometimes, uh, you know, 100 days, you know, 50 days, three days, a day, half a day. You know, we see all, all manner of periods around stars. Now, the inner planets to a star are also the more likely planets that are going to be in the habitable zone. That is the place around the star where the, the temperature on a planet will not be too hot or too cold to support liquid water. If it has a surface, it might be a giant planet. We've found a lot of Jupiter-sized planets orbiting in the habitable zones of their stars or close to it. So it's a confusing science. It's an infant science. But we're making some great progress. And we're actually, you know, there's over 3,300 confirmed planets. And of those, 265 of them are actually in the star's habitable zone. So that's pretty impressive when you think about it. So it's like having 265 potential Earths. It, it's like having uh, the potential of having, well, okay, I, I won't say Earths because we do see gas giants in the habitable zone as well. Something we're not used to seeing because in our solar system, we don't have gas giants in our habitable zone. We have rocky planets. We call those terrestrial planets, as you know. And, and these rocky planets sit in that not-too-hot, not-too-cold spot, you know, that Goldilocks zone of the habitable zone around the star. So I don't want to say uh, 265 potential Earths. I want to say 265 planets that are known to be in the habitable zone, some of which are super-Earths, and these are planets that are uh, larger than our Earth, and they're not um, – necessarily they're not necessarily in the uh you know size range as our planet but or the mass range but you know 
I think it's something that is very important for us to, to look at and to, to study. And we'll have, better, we'll have better understanding of that as we move forward. Now, the, the best thing for us is to be able to look at the atmospheres, if there's any, of such planets. Because I think the atmosphere is what's going to give away an alien civilization to us, as seen from a distance. Before we go on, I, we're getting yeah. into a, a wide area here. Looking at atmospheres. Yeah, we are. I'm trying very hard to keep it, you know. You know I know that. Book, but. We're not all astronomers. But looking at the atmosphere, how do we do that? We're seeing the impact of something to infer the existence of a planet, and it appears to be one. How do we look at the potential atmospheric makeup of it? What's the secret? The secret is to look at the star's spectrum. Now, when we look at our sun, the light we see from the sun looks like one color, but you know from you know your grade school and from college and uh, beyond that the light of the sun can be broken up into a spectrum, a prism of red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet colors. That's the visible spectrum that we see. And within that visible spectrum from the sun, we see these dark lines, which are called Fraunhofer lines. They're the Fraunhofer spectrum. Now, what are those? Those are the telltale signatures of other elements in our star's atmosphere. And it's called, they're called absorption lines. And an absorption line is what you will see in a star's spectrum if you have a cooler gas on the outside of the sun in front of a hotter gas on the inside of the sun. And as that cooler gas, as the, uh, the hot uh, gas from inside the hot uh, um, radiation coming from the inside of the sun, that light passes through that cooler gas. The cooler gas can absorb some of that. And those are absorption lines. And those absorption lines are what we see. And so we're going to look for what we're calling a contamination in the spectrum of a star, you know, 60 light years away from a planet we can't even see. So if we can see uh, an eventual contamination in that star's spectrum, then we will have found, you know, we'll be able to see the elements in that atmosphere of that planet because the atmosphere of the planet will cause these very minuscule absorptions and you'll see a potential set of absorption lines. We'll get into more of this, explain more of it, and how we can determine the atmospheric makeup of an exosolar planet. And maybe this will help us find out where E.T. may be found. Maybe not that far, but it's getting fascinating by the minute. Mark D'Antonio with Gene and with Chris, exploring the universe. Space, the final frontier. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. So you've got to take a state construction license exam or certification. Can't decide on what books or what chapters to study? Discover right now how you can eliminate unnecessary books and wasted study time. At ContractorExam.com, our study materials zero in on state-required test topics in an effective, multiple-choice format. So whether you're a plumber, electrician, general contractor, or other construction-related trade, ContractorExam.com will help get you prepared. Visit us at www.ContractorExam.com today. 
Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Have you ever thought you'd like to flip houses but didn't know how or where to get the money? Are you ready to be your own boss so you can start living the good life? Hi, I'm Preston Neely. I used to be so broke. I had my electricity turned off nine times, but I figured out a way to quit my job and find financial freedom in real estate. For a limited time, I want to send you a free copy of my smash hit selling book, How to Get Rich in Real Estate. It shows you how to copy exactly what I did so you can make money from the comfort of your own home without even doing any manual labor. I've already given away 5,000 books and they're going fast. To get one before they're gone, call one 800 958 9859. Listen, if you're sick and tired of stressing about money, this book could change your life. It's short, fun to read, easy to understand, and awesome. To find out how to get your free book while supplies last, call 1 800 958 9859. Call 1 800 958 9859. 1 800 958 9859. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Injury help desk is responsible for this advertisement. Principal office, Las Vegas, Nevada. This ad is not legal advice, and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention prescription antibiotic drug users. Have you or a loved one suffered an aortic dissection, aortic aneurysm, or abdominal aortic aneurysm after taking the prescription antibiotic drugs Levaquin or Avalox? These popular antibiotic drugs have been prescribed more than 80 million times since 2004, and medical studies show an increased risk of the following injuries. Aortic dissection, aortic aneurysm, and abdominal aortic aneurysm. If you or a loved one used the prescription antibiotic drugs Levaquin or Avalox and suffered from aortic dissection, aortic aneurysm, or abdominal aortic aneurysm, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. You may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-823-3851. 800-823-3851. 800-823-3851. My computer is so slow, it's making me crazy. I used to have that problem. Did you quit using a computer or, or did you buy a new one? No, I called Geeks on site. They made an appointment to visit my home and showed up the same day. You mean they didn't ask you to bring your computer to a shop? That's what happened when I called a support company. Geeks on site can go to your home or business or even repair your computer online. They have 24-7 emergency service. If you are having problems with your PC or Mac, call Geeks on site. 1-800-591-1682. Our friendly certified computer repair experts are available 24-7. Call now for a free diagnosis. 1-800-591-1682. Data recovery, virus removal, and maintenance for all laptops, desktops, printers, and networks. That's Geeks on Site for friendly certified computer repair experts available 24-7 over the phone or in your home or business. Just call 1-800-591-1682. That's 1-800-591-1682. 1-800-591-1682. Hi, this is Nick Pope. You're listening to the Paracast. Oh, well, we are exploring the final frontier, exoplanets with Mark D'Antonio. Let's talk more about the atmospheric makeup here. So we could look at this and maybe get a rough idea that this particular exoplanet has an atmospheric makeup that's similar enough to us 
to possibly yes. be a source of life. That's right. And that technology to do that uh, with every planet we find is still not quite here. However, with some of the larger planets, astronomers have been able to determine the atmospheric makeup already of some planets. They found a planet out there that, uh, for instance, has a lot of oxygen molecules in its atmosphere. And I know that sounds, wow, hey, that's life potentially, but it's actually a hot Jupiter and it's very close to its star. In fact, it's so close to the star that one side of the planet is always facing the star because it's tidally locked. You know, like the moon is to the Earth. You always see the same face of the moon. And so the planet rotates once around as it goes around the sun once. So it's star once. So for every revolution around the star, it turns around once. And that's the locked mechanism that happens. And that planet in particular, um, we've also been able to map the atmosphere, believe it or not, of this planet that was that's you know dozens of light years away. And you say, well, how could you possibly do that? You can do that. Again, by looking at the spectrum and by examining the, the minuscule details in the spectrum. Now, you know what you need. You need an accelerator. And that's where we're heading with, with this kind of research. We have to get absolutely fantastic, phenomenal spectra from these stars in order to be able to determine the atmospheric makeup. That's what stopped us so far is that the Kepler telescope is great. And, and, you know, the, the other programs out there are, are fantastic for doing uh, the studies. But we still have a lack of ability to discern the exact spectrum of the atmosphere of the planet, especially if it's a small planet with a, with a relatively a modest atmosphere like our Earth. So the chances of finding the other Earth, the real match, which is similar size, similar atmosphere – even where we are now with this science, it's still pretty difficult. Well, yeah, it, it is. It's because you have to consider. You know, if you, if you want a, an analogy, consider that Alpha Centauri is the closest star to us. Okay, and it's actually three stars, and you know, there's an A and B component, and then there's a tiny little red dwarf Proxima. But let's consider the main star, Alpha Centauri. Uh, and we'll call it Alpha Centauri A. Now, Alpha Centauri A is a star kind of like the sun. All right? Think of it as about the same size, about a million miles across, maybe a little more, a little less. And it's at a distance of only four light years away. Now, that means, of course, that light takes four years to get here from there, but it's the closest other star to us. See? And there is a possibility that it has a planet or two that are that is circling it or one of its components. Now, the disk of that star, even though it's the closest star to us, the actual round disk of the star is not visible to us. It's too small. But you have to say, well, that, that's an amazing distance. It's just a little tiny point of light. We don't have a telescope that can make Alpha Centauri A a round disk in, in our view. We just don't. So the planet is a round disk, but, but you know, 10 to 100 times smaller than the star. So how the heck can we ever see that? Okay, an analogy is, if we had just, just a disk of Alpha Centauri, if we had a quarter in our hand, and we wanted to move it away from the camera as far as it needed to go so that the disk of that quarter would appear the same size as Alpha Centauri appears in our sky, we'd have to move that quarter 
765 miles away from the camera. So that kind of gives you an idea how difficult it is to see the disks of the stars, never mind the disk of a planet, which is obviously a lot smaller. So we have some science to, to work on, yes. Now, I was mentioning this in the first segment before you came on, and that is there appears to be this romantic obsession with Zeta Reticuli, and it might be partly due to the star map from the Barney and Betty Hill case. But I'm getting these crazy invitations on Facebook. See the beings from Zeta Reticuli. Now, I recall Zeta Reticuli is a binary star system, correct? Uh, well, Zeta, Zeta Reticuli is a uh, it's a it's a G three star. I have to I have to, I would have to talk to you about uh, spectral types to understand. But it's a, there's two. It's a G three and a G two five. G two five is what we are. Now we have spectral uh, a spectral type. Now the spectral class of our star is a G. The spectral type is a G two five. Now. Within the spectral class, you have, say, uh, G0 through 9, okay? We're a G2 star. Now, where does that fall, and what does the G mean? Well, the hottest stars are O-type stars, and the coolest stars are M, as in Mike, M. And they go from O, B, A, F, G, K, M. And there's a few other spectral types mixed in there. But now, for normal stars, stars that convert hydrogen to helium, like our sun, they have the Roman numeral V, you know, five, as their what's called a luminosity class. All of the fives like that, all of those V stars are on what's called a main sequence. And so Zeta Reticuli is a G3 or G5 V and a 2V star. So these stars are much more, these are very much like the sun. In a lot of ways, chemically, they probably look about the same, and they only differ by uh, a little bit, uh, you know, compared to the sun. And they're both main sequence stars. They're both doing the normal hydrogen to helium burning. So, Zeta Reticuli has been attractive, and it is, of course, you know, we we've seen it in, uh, you know, science fiction. We've also seen it in extrasolar programs, and um, you know, it it has. No known planets around it, um, but there is a debris disk, all right? And that debris could be a solar system in formation or an outer asteroid belt that we uh, don't, you know, know uh, any more detail about. Uh, and so there's a lot going on at Zeta Reticuli, but, but there are no known planets at this point. Now, just saying debris. Should be yeah, where we yeah, can put that claim up. about beings from Zeta Reticuli right now. Well, I mean, let's let's we can always play into this, right? We can always say, well, if they don't want to be noticed, then maybe they're hiding from us. Maybe they have a way to cloak their their uh, system or whatever. You know, this is where uh, the maybe. Romulans come from. <laughs> no, they come from Romulus, <laughs> which is a planet around another star, not Zeta Reticuli. I don't know. No, they blew themselves know. up. They just, you know, they 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 elected some leader that uh, created uh, catastrophic conditions politically, and boom! Right, the home planet of the Romulans was go. destroyed, according That's to right. Star Trek, the 2009 <laughs> reboot. So that That's makes right. perfect sense. There you go. So there's your debris disk, right? 
<laughs> That's funny. No, but seriously speaking here, yeah, we're seeing here more and more evidence that life may not be a rarity. In fact, in our own solar system, we're finding evidence of liquid water, which doesn't mean there are necessarily intelligent beings there. But if we right. see that life is something that's plentiful, yep. that raises the prospects of intelligent civilizations being out there. So let's look a little bit about that. We have an intelligent civilization on whatever planet we choose. And now they want to travel light years away. So do they use warp drive? Is there Can there be such a thing theoretically as a warp drive? Well, you know, 30 years ago, we would have laughed at it and said, ha, 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 it's Star Trek. Until 1995, when Miguel Alcabieri came up with uh, what's called the Alcabieri tensor. It's, a, it's a, a, a design, if you will, for a warp drive. Now, let's go into that in the next segment. This is fascinating. Mark <laughs> right. D'Antonio who does research with MUFON on photos and videos and is an astronomer. And we're kind of here picking his mind on astronomy. And what about warp drive? With Gene and Chris and Gage. The Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. If you go to store.theparacast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour. Attention backpackers on a budget. Why spend $80 to $300 to pump clean survival water? Introducing the Viva Water Pump Kit from Viva Outdoor Products. Super easy to use and super lightweight at only 6.5 ounces, the Viva Water Pump Kit provides high flow rate at one ounce per stroke, can be one hand pumped, and is dependable and affordable at only $24.99. Filter not included. Get your Viva Water Pump Kit at viba-odp.com from Viva Outdoor Products. There is an affordable alternative to the high cost of health care that offers freedom from insurance while providing compliance with the Obamacare individual mandate. Imagine having access to quality, affordable health care that allows you the freedom to choose your doctor and hospital. Members can share up to 100% of necessary medical expenses, including some alternative treatments. Find out how you and your family can contain health care costs without giving up your freedom. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. 
Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free, one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. As a doctor, I see patients every day who are losing their vision to age-related macular degeneration, also known as AMD. If you have blurry vision or blind spots, they can be symptoms of AMD, and if untreated, could lead to blindness. The good news? AMD can be managed with effective clinically approved treatments that may reverse some vision loss. For free AMD information, contact the Foundation Fighting Blindness at 1-800-BLINDNESS. That's 1-800-BLINDNESS. There is a cure in sight. This is Jacques Vallée. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Oh, I just love doing that. Okay. Mark <laughs> D'Antonio, Warp Drive. So isn't it interesting here how all these crazy inventions that we saw in Star Trek in the 60s, from communicators, which are now mobile phones, to in Star Trek Next Generation, these portable tablets they ran around with, which inspired, literally, the iPad. So now we have warp drive. People looking at the science of Star Trek and coming up with something. So tell us, what do we know about warp drive? Well, well, first of all, let me just go back to that iPad thing for you for a second. The actual inventor of the iPad is none other than Douglas Trumbull. Now, I work with Doug, and I'm not just doing that as a shout-out. Okay, Doug Trumbull's an Academy Award-winning visual effects guy, and he did 2001 A Space Odyssey. And he had Cara Delea, you know, the actor who was on uh, The Discovery in that movie. I'm sorry, he, Dave. Dave. Exactly. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Well, he actually had them using little pads that he created in his mind to say, well, I can foresee someday little tool pads that people will be able to run around with and pump, you know, touch and, and get all these data, uh, you know, off of and, and work with. And so he had envisioned that way back in 1968. So there's a lot of reasons the iPad came to be, and, and I'll leave it at that. You know, it, it may not be Doug, but I choose to think that, you know, it was too obvious not to have been an influence. Uh, 
yeah, you want a computer system. You want something that's portable that you can carry around with you that contains a lot of information, has easy access to that information. So it's a, certainly a logical device to create. Yeah, it sure is. And so when we when we all watched uh, Star Trek, when Star Trek came out in the 60s, actually, in the first series, you know, the TOS, the original series, you know, those of us who like science fiction, you know, we love watching Kirk talk about planets and aliens, you know, and we... Why we do was, you say that? Right? That's the one exactly. thing, by the way, in Chris Pine's performance of Captain yeah. Kirk. He makes no effort to duplicate Shatner's rather staccato delivery there. <laughs> Thank heavens. Yeah, I, I think Shatner is, uh, in his older years, he's made more fun of himself, and he's actually uh, become uh, a very funny guy overall. But sticking to the topic of the warp drive for a sec, that concept was always science fiction because the possibility, although it existed, it required so much energy to be able to generate what's called a warp bubble. And it requires negative energy. It requires all the things we don't know and all the things we have no clue about. But, Captain, can't we get dilithium crystals? Yes, if there was a dilithium you know, mine and there was dilithium, <laughs> then we could use that. But the warp drive is, a, is an interesting concept. Think of it this way. You're in a ship and you have a warp core, something you can generate a warp bubble around your ship. That bubble basically separates you from regular space. All right. And just live with that for now. And the best thing you can do in the warp bubble is you can pull the universe past you as fast as you can. Now, you're sitting still. You're not violating the speed of light speed limit for corporeal physical objects in our universe, in our four dimensions of X, Y and Z all moving through time. You aren't violating any of those physics, you're violating nothing. By pulling the universe past you, it turns out you can do that as fast as you can possibly muster, which means you can go many times the speed of light. You can actually reduce the trip to Alpha Centauri with a theoretical ship from 19,000 years, as it would take with our latest and greatest rocket systems we have now, to five days. Now, that's the of the actual Al-Kabiri metric that he created. Now, that whole process, however, to create the warp bubble, originally when Al-Kabiri created his ship, it had a ring around it, like the Vulcan ship did in Star Trek. And the science actually was not lost on Roddenberry, okay? Although Al-Kabiri came along far later, there was science earlier that talked about warp drive and what might be involved. So, the actual ring that's created to generate the warp bubble on this ship required the amount of energy that was the equivalent of converting the planet Jupiter to energy, all of its mass. That was absolutely, stupendously impossible and remains so, and probably would remain so, for a civilization thousands of years in advance of ours. So, enter a team of speculating scientists who decided to take on the Alcabiri drive around six years ago or so. They altered the ring of that Alcabiri drive that Miguel Alcabiri had come up with, and they came up with a new design. That new design used 
far less energy. So much so, it was 10 to the 23rd less energy. And in fact, it reduced the amount of mass energy, you know, the, the mass equivalents down from the planet Jupiter to the size of the Voyager spacecraft. Oh, and it yeah. made, now it's still impossibly difficult to imagine converting all of that mass to energy. We think of when we convert mass to energy, we just think about throw coal on the fire and it burns. That's the most primitive way to generate energy there ever was. You know, you've heard, I think it was Michio Kaku who said, you know, to get energy on Earth, we still burn dead things. You know, that's how we attain our energy. And so the Alcaburi drive, on the other hand, would use only the mass of, say, the Voyager spacecraft. But you still have to make that warp bubble, and the warp bubble still has to remain intact, and you still have to be able to have the ability to pull the universe past you. You're sitting still. The idea is that you're extending the distance between you and where you started and shortening the distance between you and where you're going. So you extend the distance from Earth to your ship, and you shorten the distance from Alpha Centauri to your ship. That's the overall process. So it makes interstellar travel more possible now. And that warp drive sounds like the answer to everything, right? Except it's not even close to what can get us to the far reaches of the universe or to the farther stars even in our own galaxy. It would still take a lifetime to travel to the farther stars in our galaxy. It's not enough. It's not remotely fast enough. So you think, wow, we're sunk, right? But the answer is sitting deep within string theory. Now, string theory is a very esoteric subject that is very hard to digest. There's nothing intuitive about string theory. But understand that in string theory, there are propulsion concepts that may allow us to leave our four dimensions, X, Y, Z, all moving through time, as I said, and travel in an in-between area called the bulk, B-U-L-K, and then drop back in anywhere we want, like anywhere in the universe. Now, once we're out into the bulk, we're unconstrained by any of the physical limitations we have in our universe. I know this sounds like science fiction, but it's becoming more science plausible. And I don't say science fact, I say science plausible because we don't have the technology to do any of it, but I'm saying it's plausible. And that's the thing that is going to be where we're going to go. That's on our far horizon. The Alcaberry Drive is on a nearer horizon, but it's still far away, maybe three, 400 years. And then perhaps the second horizon will come and we can do this interdimensional shift and shift out and shift in. Now, when that happens, if there is a Uh, an advanced race using such technology, they're going to leave what Doug and I, Doug Trumbull and I call skid marks in our universe when they transition between that bulk outside space and the dimensional inside space in, in our universe. Those skid marks will show up on sensors that we can have and place in the field. And Chris O'Brien knows all about these because we've talked about it. And the actual Sensors will detect the radiations that might be emanated from a craft that might be using such technology. It's we're talking craft- here of an advanced UFO detector. That's correct. It's called, and, and we're we're building it. It's called UFOTOG, UFO TOG, T 
two. Doug came up with the original Ufotog system, which was just, you know, it was a bunch of really cool telescopes mounted on very, very fast hydraulic systems that could track objects in the sky. And it worked great. But as we talked about, it's not good enough because we can only have one of those vehicles at a time. You know, even if we had 10 of them, it's not nearly enough. We need, yep. we need hundreds. Where do you park them? <laughs> right, exactly. That's the bigger problem, right? How can they access a mountaintop that's rugged? I'll tell you what. We're going to park something else for a moment, and then we'll come back with Mark D'Antonio and Gene and Chris exploring the universe. You're in the podcast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. This is an alert. If your business or church is building this year, you're about to pay more than you should. And this could mean thousands of dollars more for your office, retail space, church, or warehouse. A general steel building can save you as much as half the cost and time of similar conventional construction. And we're offering rebates of up to $20,000 to help you build today. Call General Steel for free information that could save you thousands. Call 866-91-STEEL. 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 Are you living your passion? Are you pumped to go to work because you get to talk about or work with or do the things that interest you the most? Is working, playing, and relaxing one and the same? As long as you're working for someone else, you'll never be living entirely true to yourself and your passion. I'm Pharmacist Keith. Let me show you how you can work around your current schedule, create the extra income so you can live your passion. Visit radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com. Radio.recordedvideo.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. I think Chris just swallowed a dilithium crystal. That's why it sounded like that. (laughs) All right. So, of course, we're assuming right now that any such development could be hundreds of years away, but we don't know. You know, it could be there's a Zephyrin Cochran kind of guy out there who will, 50 years from now, when the world's about to end, will invent this technology. We don't know. Well, We'd like how, about, that. how about Ben Rich uh, making that very uh, suggestive comment that we finally figured out the equation or something? Oh, you mean uh, like that we, we have the technology to send E.T. home? 
Right. Well, he said something about uh, an equation or a formula that that uh, they've been scratching their heads over, evidently, for years, and they finally made some sort of breakthrough. Yeah, well, it's all speculative, and until it actually comes out, you know, there's nothing we can, you know, we can always speculate, and that's it. Right. Um, you know how we are. We got we us guys. We want facts. <laughs> you know, yeah. we want we want data we can actually touch. You yeah, know, stuff really. we can work on. Show you know. me your data. Yeah. Now you know. And speaking of the whole warp drive and the exoplanet stuff, um, I have a a, a book that's uh, I finished the illustrations for, it and it's, it's going to be coming out. I have to. I'm still figuring out whether I'm going to. Uh, you know, e-publish it or, or hardcover publish it. It's got over you know ninety illustrations in it, so it might be a candidate for e-publishing. But it's called the Populated Universe, and it it discusses. I believe that the universe is really more conducive to life than not conducive to life. We see the building blocks of life everywhere we look out there. You know, almost everywhere, right? We see them on Europa. We see them on Titan. We see them on comets, for crying out loud. And we know that amino acids have been delivered to our planet via natural processes from comets striking the Earth, meteors striking the Earth, and then the Earth itself generating amino acids. So the Earth generates the building blocks of life, and the universe provides them with bombardments. If it happened here, it's happening there. I go out on a limb to, to say that. I'm not, you know, just because I don't know for sure that it's happening out there. I use our Earth as a very obvious example of what the universe is doing everywhere. It's creating this, what we have all around us. It's creating this in the habitable zones. Maybe a tree is a universal thing that happens. I don't know. You know, maybe a, a bipedal human type character, creature, whatever is what happens everywhere. I don't know. It was evolutionarily selected on Earth because of several large extinctions that left holes through which other species could exploit. All right? So when that small vole climbed out of its hole after the asteroid impact, you know, a hundred years later, that vole went down another path and, you know, that certainly changed it from what it might have been had the dinosaurs survived. So, Certainly, we have mass extinctions to thank for our exact existence, you know, but we don't know what we would have looked like if the dinosaurs had not extincted. We don't even know that we would be here at all, right? So possibly our existence is a matter of happy and unhappy odds, and the question would be, would those circumstances be duplicated elsewhere in the universe? What well, was so many possible options Perhaps they are, and perhaps more often than not. Even if there are only a few dozen highly advanced civilizations, that could mean quite a lot. Yeah, it does. And the fact is that the, the estimate is that there's probably – we're looking at a small, tiny, teensy-weensy, itty-bitty – don't say yellow polka dot anything, okay? An itty-bitty, teeny-weeny you know, sampling of planetary candidates that have become planets out there. And – we don't know how many more are actually out there, but we infer through statistical analysis that there's quite a lot. Could be that there are perhaps up to 40 billion other Earth-like planets in our galaxy alone. That's billion as in boy, billion, okay? 
And boy, that's a lot. So and we have like about 400 billion stars in our galaxy, and maybe 10% of them uh, you know, actually are uh, Earth-like planets. And this statistic is something that's coming out of the research. So this possibility is that we may not have to look to other galaxies to find advanced life. We might have it you know, nearby, near us. I'm not saying the universe is totally teeming with life. But I, I'm erring on the side that says, I think that it may very well be. That's why I, I call, it, call it the populated universe. I think that it's, you know, life is the, is the rule, not the exception. Well, that being the case, that raises the odds for them being here, at least. Yeah, and that's, that's the reason why I study unidentified flying objects and, and why I'm working with Doug and a team of scientists that we put together uh, from the Lawrence Livermore Lab who are actually helping us create these these platters we're calling them to help detect this really interesting uh, potential radiation coming from uh, you know far out in the you know in the atmosphere when something transitions out of a dimension from you know who knows where to our dimension. So there's a there's a lot going on, and I think that uh, we're heading down the path of of finally getting an, an-, an answer to all that. Why have we had no positive results, except I think maybe in one case there was something ambiguous, from SETI? Are they looking at the wrong things and searching for some kind of transmission from an intelligent race out there? Well, you know, I don't, I don't, I, I used to be sort of, uh, uh, not a basher, but I was sort of skeptical of SETI in the, in the beginning. But I've come to realize that SETI is actually doing a very important role. Um, and that role is that the neutral band of hydrogen is a potential exploitable path that can be used by an alien civilization. Now, an advanced civilization wouldn't use it potentially because it's too slow. Because the things that leave and use the neutral band of, of hydrogen, the 21 centimeter band, would actually take you know you know their time getting places that that means traveling at light speed, all right. It would take four years for SETI to know if a signal was transmitted from Alpha Centauri. Um, it would take thousands of years for a signal to be intercepted, you know, from the other end of the you know from a, a, a you know stars in our galaxy somewhere. So, it, the the bottom line is that SETI's doing an important role because it's looking to see if anyone locally locally has exploited that communication regimen but it's not practical and i've always stuck to that it isn't practical because you can't establish reliable two-way communication you know if you get a message from an alien being you know 10 light years away hey how are you and you respond oh we're fine how are you nice to meet you you know 10 years later you might say who are you (laughs) you know of course if they have rather a fast changeover of government leaders and various governing philosophies, the sort of people or creatures you reach may not be there anymore in the same capacity. But the other question is here. Well, so much for galactic speed dating. (laughs) There's that. What about subspace? If we're going to have warp drive, or at least find a way to theorize warp drive is something that could actually happen. What does subspace radio mean to anyone? Is that like sending I, out the radio signals uh, I in a space a warp? I haven't a clue. 
You haven't a clue, Captain? But I'm serious here. Would there be a way to transmit what we consider radio waves in a way that it's separate from the normal speed of light? Well, you know, I mean, when you talk about subspace communication, you have to say, what does that mean? What is subspace? Well, obviously, it was a quick plot device to explain how they can talk to one another. We realized that they came up with things that were convenient. Just for example, we have the matter transporter because it was too expensive to show in Star Trek spaceships constantly landing with primitive special effects and a low budget. But if you just have them wink in and wink out and land somewhere else, that's fine. We have Mark D'Antonio trying to figure this all out. And we are looking for those answers with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. The award-winning Graphic Converter 10, the universal genius for photo editing apps on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for the Swiss Army Knife app. It gives you all the features that you expect. And most important, it's easy to use. You can get it for just $39.95 from www.lemkesoft.com. That's www.lemkesoft.com. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich, working harder than ever, but getting nowhere Do you hate spending hundreds of dollars every week on daycare, having someone else raise your children? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. At Be The Boss Network, you'll find hundreds of work-from-home opportunities that you can literally start today and be earning money as soon as next week. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss. Get out of the rat race. Work from home. Go to freedom106.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom, the number 106.com. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom106.com. Would you like to receive $250 to $1,000 cash per day? Go to richmoneyrich.com. No website, no selling, no explaining. Just take these simple two steps and go to richmoneyrich.com. You can be generating cash in the next 24 hours simply using this system. Good news is it runs on 100% autopilot and you don't need any experience to get started. It's easy. Get your share of riches and go to richmoneyrich.com. That's richmoneyrich.com. Go now. Brought to you by the conservative investor. Current returns not indicative of future results. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Injury help desk is responsible for this advertisement. Principal office, Las Vegas, Nevada. This ad is not legal advice, and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention prescription antibiotic drug users. Have you or a loved one suffered an aortic dissection, aortic aneurysm, or abdominal aortic aneurysm after taking the prescription antibiotic drugs Levaquin or Avalox? These popular antibiotic drugs have been prescribed more than 80 million times since 2004, and medical studies show an increased risk of the following injuries. Aortic dissection, aortic aneurysm, 
and abdominal aortic aneurysm. If you or a loved one used the prescription antibiotic drugs Levaquin or Avalox and suffered from aortic dissection, aortic aneurysm, or abdominal aortic aneurysm, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. You may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-823-3851. 800-823-3851. So you've got to take a state construction license exam or certification. Can't decide on what books or what chapters to study? Discover right now how you can eliminate unnecessary books and wasted study time. At ContractorExam.com, our study materials zero in on state-required test topics in an effective, multiple-choice format. So whether you're a plumber, electrician, general contractor, or other construction-related trade, ContractorExam.com will help get you prepared. Visit us at www.ContractorExam.com today. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So obviously we understand that Subspace Radio was a plot device to make two-way communications possible from immensely long distance. But what about in the real universe? I missed that. Can you repeat that? Okay. I, spot, I apologize for that. That's okay. I Skype realize you out. humans are not logical. We humans are not logical. Exactly, Captain. So tell us, seriously. Obviously, subspace radio is a plot device. In the real universe. Well, it might be a plot device. You know, I've, I've never investigated subspace-type communication to know whether it was drawn from any real science out there. But I think it's interesting because what it implies is that there is communication that can kind of defeat the laws of the universe. I can imagine, if we move into the future, that a possible ship could actually create a little packet housed in a warp bubble that could go zipping through the universe at much faster rate. In fact, maybe that's the way we're going to, quote-unquote, invent warp drive. Maybe it won't be a physical object we move through space, but maybe a packet of information that we send out to someplace. Like, maybe we'll bounce a signal off Mars in a, quote-unquote, subspace packet moving at faster than light speed, and the signature coming back would bounce back off of Mars' surface, because some of it will get back. And that signal would then signify that we've succeeded in creating this technology. And then it would be a matter of moving up from there, scaling it up to move corporeal things like you and me uh, at a warp drive. That's a possibility. Well, doesn't that take us to the philosophy of a matter transporter that would work and transport human beings across space, not... That's a Stargate. Yeah, you know what? I think that uh, the thing that's interesting is that scientists in Geneva some years ago did manage to do a... They were very careful not to call it a transporter, but they created a technology that actually moved atomic characteristics from one place to another. They acted like it was a transporter device, and the press picked it up as a transporter. But I honestly think that 
the thing that we'll do first, I believe, because we have a world here, we have energy needs, and we have people needs, I think the first thing we're going to do is build what is known as the replicator that you see on Star Trek. Again, science fiction to become science fact. That would be like an enhanced 3D printer, almost. All a replicator is is a object that organizes organic molecules in the proper lattice or in the proper configuration such that a steak is made or a fig newton <laughs> is made. I suppose then cool. if you have a sophisticated technology, you say, I want steak from this steakhouse, medium rare, eight ounce sirloin or something. I'm just throwing this out. I don't eat steak that often, not at yeah, my salary. I don't salary. eat steak at all, actually. I mean, it, it, it's not for me. But I, I do... You know, I do think that there is a, a possibility that uh, – and that, that's a whole show in itself. You know, Star Trek technology that could become a reality, right? And I think that uh, replicators are probably one of those first things that we're going to create. Well, let's be clear. There's already many people out there, many research organizations doing research on the warp bubble issue. In fact, that's why we know that the warp – drive the bubble energy is now reduced from the mass of Jupiter to the mass of the Voyager spacecraft. You know, So there's also labs out there that are doing research on the Alcubierre metric and to see if it is plausible. We can't say it's plausible yet because we can't generate the energies required to make a warp bubble. The idea would be, well, if we can't generate that energy, maybe they occur naturally and maybe we can find a warp bubble out there and utilize that. Now, that's a long shot, but it is a possibility. Is and that like almost in the TV show Farscape, they traveled through a wormhole to get from one part of the galaxy to another? I, I think we want to be careful there because a wormhole and this technology that I'm talking about, these are two different things. Wormholes are fully within our standard model of physics. They're within the standard model that we live within. Okay, We understand wormholes. We understand Einstein's theory of relativity as it relates to wormholes. We understand how Hawking relates to his concepts to wormholes. And so a wormhole is not, I think, where we're going with this. I think we're talking about something outside of the wormhole. But the logical thought is that it's a path that connects A to B. And so you might think wormhole, but I'd be hesitant to go down that path and call it a wormhole because that puts it now into a different physical realm, a physics realm. Right. But the argument, as I said before, is you're making having a way to just jump from here to there. However it's done, that's a Stargate still, right? Uh, You know what? I I guess by some kind of name, uh, if you want to call it a name, I mean, that's a a cool name. Let's call it that. You know, it's a great show. I like MacGyver on it, you know. Well, you know, that thing went through more episodes than any Star Trek series. It was on for like, what, 15 years before it went off with different series, Stargate Atlantis. Yes. And we had Stargate Universe. Yes. And then we had Stargate SG-1. But the other thing that was interesting, too, is now the original creators of Stargate, Rowan Emmerich and Dean Devlin, who just had this semi-failure of an Independence Day sequel, they want to go back and redo Stargate all over again. I hope they do. I hope they do. I think that'd be great. And you know what? I think they need Doug Trumbull. <laughs> well, you should give them a call. Yeah, I, I don't. I think that Doug knows Roland Emmerich actually, but you know, he, he's he's particular. For instance, he was offered the Star Wars franchise by George Lucas, and he decided 
he didn't want to do it because he didn't like the Star Wars universe, quote unquote. That is to say, what passed for reality in that universe. He's he's more of a science related guy when it comes to movies. He doesn't want to do stuff that's so far outside that realm. Yet our latest movie we did called Ufotog, which actually is a you know named after the the actual UFO detection system. You know that movie is a 14 minute test movie that shows. You know, a concept in movie making that was pioneered up at the studio. And, but in that movie, we went for uh, not wormholes, but we went for extra dimensional travel and traveling that way. And uh, we have another movie that we want to do, and uh, it uh, relays, you know, an arc basically of human beings, humanity leaving Earth and going to another star in the universe. And it, Realistically, you know, it takes 80 years to get there. I mean, it's a it's a long distance, uh, you know, space opera basically, and it's a, you know, we see successive crews of families and children growing to grown old men, you know, all that stuff, you know, in in the course of the movie is, is where it's going. So he likes the more real stuff, but you know, if the whole concept as we're talking about of extra dimensional travel could be quantified in a way. That science can say, well, you know, it's it's not here yet, but maybe it can happen, just like we know the Alcubierre metric can work if we have the right amount of energy to do X, Y, and Z. Then I would say that uh, you know that is something that he would probably have an interest in. We've got more to get interested in with Gene and Chris and Mark. You're in the Paracast. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Ted Anderson telling you about Jordan Rubin's Beyond Organic Green-Fed Raw Cheddar Artesian Cheese featuring whole milk created through ancient dairy breeding, unpasteurized, untreated whole milk on the same farm the cows graze, containing natural sources of omega-3s, CLA protein, calcium, probiotics, and enzymes. I have never tasted cheese this good, and you need to try it. Contact your Longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. Would you like to receive $250 to $1,000 cash per day? Go to richmoneyrich.com. No website, no selling, no explaining. Just take these simple two steps and go to richmoneyrich.com. You can be generating cash in the next 24 hours simply using this system. Good news is it runs on 100% autopilot and you don't need any experience to get started. It's easy. Get your share of riches and go to richmoneyrich.com. That's richmoneyrich.com. Go now. Brought to you by the conservative investor. Current returns not indicative of future results. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free, one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. 
Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. Did you know that a dirty CPAP system can make you sick? If you knew what could be growing in your mask and hose, you might not sleep so well. But now, SoClean.com has released the world's first and only automated CPAP cleaner and sanitizer. It kills 99.9% of all CPAP germs, and it's completely hands-free. For a limited time, you can try SoClean risk-free for 30 days. Just call 1-800-952-2797. SoClean changed the CPAP experience for the better. My health has improved. It's simple to use, and I'm not worried about infections. SoClean destroys CPAP bacteria, viruses, and germs, and it eliminates the daily hassle of washing your system by hand. There's no water, chemicals, or disassembly. Just pop in your mask, close the lid, and presto! Your CPAP system is clean and fresh in minutes. Call SoClean.com to try it risk-free at home for 30 days. This is a limited-time offer, only available by calling 1-800-952-2797. That's 1-800-952-2797. Think about this. Your community's aging water infrastructure systems are very likely to be contaminated with heavy metals like lead, disinfection chemicals like ammonia, chlorine, and chloramines, and pharmaceuticals like statins, pain meds, and antidepressants. And no, water treatment plants are not equipped to filter these pharmaceutical toxins out. Protect your family's water supply with the trusted Big Berkey Water Filter. New NSF EPA certified lab tests show Big Berkey Water Filters remove chloramines, pharmaceuticals, BPA, pesticides, bacteria, and viruses, all forms of fluoride, and much more. Big Berkey water filters are the original and most trusted on the market, the gold standard in water purification, and our filters last for years at less than two cents per gallon. Big Berkey, the one powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. Get your Big Berkey today. Call 1-877-99-BERKEY or click BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey water filters for the love of clean water. Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. Mark D'Antonio is with us. We're exploring the science, the possible future science, after we started out with the possibilities of life out there and what we discovered about it, the ways to get from there to here and back again. Chris, you have a question or two? Yeah, I do. The first one uh, relates to um, Mark's role as a chief video and photographic analyst for MUFON and the fact that, um, you know, you are a scientist and you do have very discerning um, analytical abilities. And Matthew, 1977, uh, wants to know if the D in in D'Antonio stands for debunker. (laughs) You know what? I, I get that question a lot, not about the D in my name. But uh, Matthew, to answer your question, okay, and I have a, a little smirk on my face because those that work with me know that I'm not a debunker. I am absolutely hard on the data. And I'll tell you why. Because we know there's not a lot of good data out there. And we have to maintain the ability to discern between the good and the bad. That's all there is to it. And I know that uh, I may not always be right on uh, an assessment of an object. I, I don't claim to be 
right? But all I can bring to the table are my skills that I've developed over the last 40 years to try and discern the difference. I understand computer-generated graphics. I do that for a living uh, in part. Um, you know, I have my own studio here. I do my own visual effects work. I can see and recognize good special effects and bad special effects in the CG realm and in the physical realm. And I recognize things like, uh, for instance, kites that are fitted with LEDs that are flown as UFOs. I can analyze those and I can actually show the structure of the kite behind the lights, for instance. And uh, I work with other scientists who are actually uh, into this uh, realm as well. And, you know, I never work in a vacuum. I'm not the be all end all and never ever said I was. And I think that you have to be a team, you know, a good solid team in order to do this. But I may not uh, agree that something is a UFO when, you know, 50,000 people might say it is. You should have heard the names I was called when that Norway spiral started occurring. <laughs> I, I got, you're right. I we got just that. had a new one last week. <laughs> yeah, right. I got that video minutes after it was filmed. It was sent right to me. I looked at it, and literally within, within five minutes of viewing that video, I said, I know exactly what I think this I think I know exactly what this is. This is a failed rocket launch. And I was waiting for that dark thing you know, that we saw in the center that people called a Stargate opening up. I was waiting for that because that was going to be, to me, the destruction of the rocket body. And the stuff that had already flowed out of the rocket body would continue to go. And when it stopped flowing out, it would start with a small black area and then expand outward. And that's exactly what we saw. And I waited for it. I was saying, I, I think this is a rocket body, fa rocket failure, you know, a gimbal lock or something. It was, and, and somebody had to destroy a, a launch. Sure enough, the black disc, you know, shows up. I said, I, I believe that it's a, a rocket failure. You know, I think somebody lost the missile and uh, it's a failure. And I was called unbelievable names. Everybody's, you know, ah, you idiot. You're a jerk. You're a dead bunker. You're this. You're that. And I said, no, you know what? I have a thick hide. You're not getting through it. I'm just going by what I know this can be. And we have to err on the side of the knowns if it fits. That fit. So I called Yay. it. Well, you have to. You have no choice. You know, I don't care what people call me. I don't care what people say. The bottom line is that if I wasn't hard on the data, I'd be doing all of you out there in the audience and you, Matt, a disservice in saying, yeah, I think it's a UFO. You know, I believe they're here. I've had experiences that, you know, took me to, you know, a, a surgeon to remove something that was embedded in my sinus, okay? It was a very traumatic event, and it precipitated me moving out of my old house because of it. So, I'm no, I'm no neophyte to this, and I'm no, uh, I'm, I'm no uh, guy that, that makes stuff up as it goes. I don't need to, um, you know. So, I, I believe they're here. I believe that we have something going on. I witnessed a USO on a nuclear submarine in 1994 when I was a guest on board a, a nuclear sub. I wasn't a sailor, but I was a guest. And um, we, we saw something that was moving, according to the sonar guy, several hundred knots. Underwater? Underwater. Wow. And because I saw it on the sonar. And, you know, the kid, the kid, I call him a kid, the sonar guy saw it. And he called the executive officer over. And the XO said, what do you got? And he says, you know, now, subs are quiet, right? But there's a, there's a, a perpetual hum and noise you hear in the sub. So you can't hear every word when someone's speaking quietly. You just can't. It's quiet on the outside, not on the inside, you know? It's like, you know, caramel on the inside, not on the outside, whatever. Well, anyway, um, when when he started talking about the course and the bearing, I, I, I saw where it was on the, on the screen, 
But then I heard him say, you know, when the, when the XO asked him, executive officer asked him how fast it was going, he said several hundred knots. And I was astonished. And uh, after they had their little talk, you know, the XO, you know, told the kid, okay, well, log it and dog it. You know, just log it and then ditch it, you know, get rid of it, hide it, put it in the, and dog, it turned out to mean put it in the file with the rest of them, <laughs> as it turns out. And I later talked to that executive officer and I said, hey, you know, I, I have, uh, I, you know, I have a little experience with these, these uh, fast movers underwater, you know, can I help you with anything? And he put his hand on my shoulder and he said, are you having a good time, Mr. D'Antonio? I said, yes, I am. He said, let's keep it that way. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, well, there you go. You mentioned something in passing. I'm not no, going to let slip all by because ago. I'll be, I'll be dogged by our listeners. You actually had an what you thought was an implant removed. Could you tell us about that? I don't think we've ever talked about this. Well, it, it, in my old in my old house, I ended up having um, uh, a situation where I was awakened over the course of three nights by something that was knocking at the top of my roof. And the first night I heard it, and I went back to sleep. The second night I heard it, and I got up, and I went to look out the window, and I had to lean over my two greyhound dogs, which were sleeping underneath the window. And it was a summer night, August night. And the uh, as I pressed my head to the, to the screen to look up to see what was making that banging noise at the top of my roof that didn't wake anybody up but me, um, the dogs were looking at it. You know, and I could see in the dim light because it was a street light out there that was bathing the room in light, you know, a little bit of light. I could see the dogs were even looking at it, you know, and I was like, what is that? And I looked up and I thought it was like a, a, a superstar woodpecker or something. Like, boom, 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 you know, like a beak the size of Mount Kilimanjaro banging on my house. And I, I went to look up and I got hit in the face with a flash of white light. And I thought that I had a medical event. I didn't think I was, you know ducted or anything i thought it was a medical event and i was i, I froze and I, I realized i was just flash blinded something flashed in my face what the heck and i thought it came from inside i thought it was a medical thing like i said and i looked down and the dogs were gone and and the male was in the closet sitting in the laundry pile and the female was outside just peering in with her ears down and her head down low and they never slept under that window again uh, after that that, that was a, that's a fact I had to move their beds because they wouldn't sleep on their beds anymore. They just wouldn't go near that window. So that was the second night. And the third night, I woke up and I realized that I couldn't move. I couldn't hear. My ears were not working. They were shut off. And the worst part was I couldn't move my eyes. Uh, they were fixed in, in forward and I couldn't move them. I mean, it's like, this is what it's like. And I thought, oh, no, this was a medical event. I should have said something because now this is the real problem showing up, you know, However, out of the corner of my eye, you know, the peripheral vision, I could see a, a, a shape move past the open window, and it kind of approached me. And I was thinking, well, I'm, I'm in my bed. How can it be approaching me like this? And it was smoothly walking toward me, I guess. And it, it, I couldn't tell its shape because I couldn't look directly at it. But it looked sort of human-y. Um, and it had a long, thin... Uh, thing, long, thin appendage, I guess. And then it, it had a, a shiny, not shiny, but, but illuminated white wand type thing. And it moved it back and forth in front of my nose, you know, and that was out of my, I mean, it was below my vision, but it was like, you know, it would come into my vision a little bit as it would pass in front of me. Cause I couldn't move my eyes. I couldn't look at it. I could only look straight ahead. Before we go on, let's do a cliffhanger. 
We'll figure out what's going on there or not. Mark D'Antonio is telling us about something that would scare me to death if it happened to me. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Worried about lead, fluoride, and other contaminants in your drinking water? Get a ProPure with the Pro One G 2.0 cleanable reusable filter and remove up to 200 contaminants. Drink water the way nature meant it to be. Clean, crisp, and refreshing. See the complete line of ProPure products, including the new ProMax shower filter. There's a ProPure for you. Visit your authorized ProPure dealer for details or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. 
This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Hi, it's Grant Cameron from presidentialufo.com. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. With Gene and Chris and Mark on the Paracast, we continue. As you tell us about your experience here, it sounds like a sleep paralysis kind of thing, doesn't it, though? That's just what I thought it was, and I didn't have any issues with it whatsoever. I figured that bright white light, it was a medical event. I didn't know if it was some kind of retina thing or detaching retina, which it wasn't. That third night, this thing was moving back and forth in front of my face, and then next thing I know, bam, it was morning, and I couldn't breathe. I was laying on my stomach in the bed, and I couldn't breathe, and I had to push myself off the bed, and I was there was the, the whole pillow was just saturated in my blood. And... I was like, what the, what happened? I couldn't understand it. And when I, when I reached on the side of my face, uh, you know, I felt this intense pounding pain and it was right in my left nostril. And I, I touched it and it just like set me on fire in pain. And don't ask me why it took me two years to go to the doctor, but it took me two years to go to the doctor. And I just started carrying on my day normally. I didn't think about it whatsoever. And when I finally went to the doctor, it was because I couldn't breathe out of that left sinus. And from the moment that happened, from the moment I woke up that day with that, you know, the blood on the pillow, I couldn't breathe out of my left nostril. So for two years, I couldn't breathe there. And so I only had the right. So when I went to him and he sat me down, he looks up in there and he goes, holy cow, he says, you've got something huge up there. And he, he said, you know what, I can probably get it out. You know, if, so if we can, you know, schedule a procedure, I can take it out. And I said, yeah, because I, I can't breathe. So we did that. He took it out. And, you know, I saw it and it looked like two of my thumbs together. And it was a nasty, fleshy thing. I was like, you know, he called it a nasal polyp. And I said, oh, okay, a nasal polyp. Okay. I said, can those, and this is, this is where it got weird. I said, can those things seed around, you know, a, like a, you know, a foreign object? You know, could they be caused by like a foreign object stuck up there? I mean, you mean like a metal a metal splinter from a machinist? I went, yeah. And he goes, oh sure, you know, they, they can, they, that's that's an, a likely path they can follow. I said, oh well, can you do me a favor? I said, can you look in the center of it and see if there's anything in there, or somewhere in it, and make sure that you know, see if there's anything in there. And he goes, why? And I made the mistake of telling him the story I just told you. And at the end of it. He laughed and said, oh, oh, he goes, I'm sure it wasn't aliens. Okay. And he says, call me in a week and I'll have the results for you. I went, all right. So a week passes and I call the doctor's office and this, you know, receptionist answers. I said my name and she goes, oh, oh, hold on. The doctor wants to talk to you. I went, whoa, whoa, wait. Whenever the doctor wants to talk to you, you know it ain't good news, right? So he gets on the phone and he says, hey, Mark, I just want to tell you that, you know, there's nothing to worry about. It's, it's a benign thing, nothing to worry about. And I said, oh, so did they look at it? Did they find it? You know, did they find anything going on with it? And he goes, 
Well, he says, that's the problem. He goes, that's why I wanted to talk to you. He goes, I have a record of them getting it, okay, but they say they never received it, and it's basically lost. And I said, wait, you, you lost it? He goes, yeah, it's the first time it's ever happened in my practice. That's what he told me. And he was he was 65 at the time. So I, I was blown away by that. So about four years later, uh, he was going to be retiring, and I had another issue I went to him for. And I never got an answer on it, other than he's, you know, he just said it was a benign thing. So I go to him four years later on something else, and he was telling me, oh, I'm going to retire. He says, I just gave up my top secret clearance this year. I went, whoa, whoa, wait, what? What? I said, I don't know of any top secret ear, nose, and throat surgeons. Okay. And he says, yeah, well, he goes, I wasn't always a, a surgeon. That was uh, where I went, and I, I held the clearance since then. Um, and he told me uh, about an event where he and his team launched a missile into space to take down an enemy satellite. And he said that they launched the, the missile out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. I didn't, he wouldn't tell me where, maybe from an atoll or whatever. I thought it was from a ship. Um, but then I realized, you know, there's not a whole lot of missiles that can reach space from a ship. Okay. And yeah, he said that he was in charge of the engineering, the, the firing solution for this thing. Um, and that that's, you know, he had that clearance and they cleared 1600 miles all around that place that they launched it from, um, you know, to make sure they could do it. And they destroyed an enemy satellite with it. That's what he said. So I was like, wow, uh, why are you telling me this? <laughs> you know? Um, apparently he forgot that I was there, you know, a few years earlier with this problem. And then it all made sense to me. I put it together as this, as a possibility, possibility, not definite, but possibility. He made the call because he had to, uh, under the conditions of your clearance. And I know this by experience that if you see anything that's odd like that, you need to contact people above you to, to, pass it on and it'll go up the chain. So it's possible that my thing that they took out was, you know, he called on it because of what I said and how I explained how it happened. And that was taken and they, they came and got it. I mean, I'm not saying that's what happened, but it's all that I can think of because how do you explain that as being the only time it ever happens in your, in your practice? Wow. What a intriguing story. Oh my goodness. Well, it's all it's all verifiable yeah. stuff, you know. I mean, that the doctor well, was give us a time frame. How, how long Everybody ago did, the, how long well, ago did think, the initial experience happen? I think it was about twenty two years ago now, about twenty two, twenty three years, and um, you know that was that was followed by several others, which you know I don't want to you know just dive into right now, but it's just you know a couple of other you know crazy things happened, and and I had uh, I was laying in the upstairs room here in the house I'm in. And uh, I heard little feet walking around in the attic above me. And, and my wife was also right next to me. She heard these little feet. And we followed the footsteps across the floor by just looking at the floor, see where the sound was coming from. We followed them across the floor. And we could hear them turning on the ball of the foot. Little, it sounded like children. And I had two young children in the other room. And I was thinking, what are the kids doing in the attic? And she said the same thing. I, I got up and they ran into their room and they were both in their beds. And I said, uh-oh, this is, there's something with two legs, a little thing walking around in my upstairs attic. What the heck is that? So I, I, at the time I was doing uh, you know, some special work for the Navy and uh, I work out of my home for that. 
uh, with my business, FX Models. And so in doing so, uh, I, I, I called the police. And I told them, you know, okay, I think we have an intruder. Not, you know, I can't be sure, but we're hearing footsteps above us. And, you know, they know what I do in this town. And I immediately, as I was saying that, I'm looking out the window and I see the blue lights reflecting off the trees because they're already on their way. And they came. Uh, within 15 seconds, they were there. And they came out and they, they split up. They went around the house. They checked the eaves on the outside to make sure nobody had punched them out. Then we all went inside the house, and we went to the place where you have to go up a small set of stairs to open a, a door uh, to get into this attic. Okay? Do you know that not one of us said, let's go up in the attic? We just <laughs> stared at that door, and we all just looked at each other and said, oh, I, okay, well, I guess it's nothing. And they went home. They I mean, went the back cops to the, never even checked yep, the attic? Never checked the attic. And I was blown away by that later on the next day when I said – to myself, what the heck? Isn't it their job? Why? What made them stay away from there? Maybe nothing. Maybe they were just not efficient or something. I don't know, but I can't say that because these are these are good folks here. So I don't know what it was, but it was definitely something I could not explain. I just couldn't explain it. Wow. Well, here's here's another question. Kind of. Well, I must say that's a, a fascinating personal experience. Is um. Yeah, but it's unprovable, right? I mean, it's unprovable. Yeah, it's, it's all unprovable, but it's, it, it it's, does um, indicate yeah, just, possible wanna, motivations that you have to be so interested in these subjects. Maybe so, but but I want to point out something very very important here. Okay, we all hear about anecdotal evidence. People call things anecdotal evidence. I think those words don't belong together. What happened to me? Everything I've relayed is anecdotal information. It only becomes evidence when multiple people have the same information from different time frames or different sources. It comes together. Then it can be called evidence. So I only only have anecdotal information. I don't have anecdotal evidence. Those those words don't make sense. So it's information, not evidence. And and so you you have to take it for what it is. Uh, With my background, I'm very hard on my own data. I'm not just – Anyone else's? I'm. I'm well, you did know. you ever go up to the attic? I mean, days later, yeah, did you absolutely. go up? Absolutely, absolutely. Did you find any any footprints in dust or anything moved around out of place well, or anything like that? I found that my you know one of my kids had been up there and playing around. You know, uh-huh. Aha! We'll get into no, more no, of that no. in a moment. I'm not going to say that was it. We got Mark D'Antonio, and he'll answer my silly crack, okay. or crack me depending on your point of view. With Gene and Chris and Mark, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. 
It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day, but growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. Are you worried about how dangerous the world has become? In these days of terrorist attacks, natural disasters, or even a future collapse, you need to be medically prepared to keep your family safe. I'm Joe Alton, MD of store.doomandbloom.net, where you'll find an entire line of uniquely designed medical kits and supplies for when help is not on the way. For everything from individual first aid kits to the ultimate family medical bag, go to store.doomandbloom.net today. That's store.doomandbloom.net. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We have a second radio show we should mention right now. It's called After the Paracast. And the only way you can actually hear After the Paracast is to join the Paracast Plus. And to do that, you go to plus, P-L-U-S dot theparacast.com. That's P-L-U-S for plus, theparacast.com. To sign up for the Paracast Plus, we tell you how. It's very simple. We offer month-to-month subscriptions, annual, five-year, lifetime. You get the After the Paracast podcast. We also give you this show with higher-quality audio, free of network commercials, and lots of other features, the Paracast Plus. I was ragging on you, Mark, because of the fact that you were looking into that attic situation so where do we go from there well when it was happening the first thing i did was to go check to see if my kids were in their beds and they were and that's why the police got called because we thought for sure there was something up there i mean we could hear it walking around if you walk in the room above you you know um in a in your house or whatever you can actually hear yourself walking across the floor um but the ceiling uh the ceiling goes to a flat plywood in our attic and that flat plywood is closer to the ceiling you know than a regular floor would be which has several inches between it there's only a couple inches between this so i could hear the grittiness the grit underneath the foot of whatever was up there turning and moving you know and and spinning around as it was moving to different places and whatever it was it was moving faster you know, it sounded like a tiny kid. It wasn't bing, bing, bam, bam, boom across the floor. It was like pad, 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 pad. You know, indefinite pairs of steps, turning of the foot, all those things. And we both heard it. And it was like, you know, that's we don't we don't just call the police willy nilly. We 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 only call if necessary. And boy, that was necessary because we didn't know what it was. But as I said, none of us staring at that door decided to walk up there and check it out. I don't know why. 
How about some more questions here? Here's a good one. This is from our faithful poster, Technomage, who is posting his question at the question bank at our forums at uh, theparacast.com, where you can ask questions of our guests. And here's a good one. Um, I know of one or two that uh, that you've come down on as being very suggestive of something unknown, but has there been a single picture or video that you can point to where you believe that you're seeing genuine unexplained phenomenon? Yeah, I actually, uh, I have actually. And I think, you know, people might be disappointed to find out that it was taken in the 50s. Okay, but it was, I think, in Montana. And a father with his daughter were at a, a I believe, a baseball stadium. And he picked up his uh, 8mm or 16mm camera and filmed these two brilliant objects traveling across the sky. The video is only three seconds long. Right, the Great Falls, uh, Montana? That's right. Yeah, you that's, know the that's one. pretty famous. Yeah, and I look at that, and I I cannot, for the life of me, I can't tell what it was he took a pic- he, he took imagery of. I don't know what it was, you know. Um, you know, I, I have reason to believe that some of the famous uh, photos and sightings might not have been what people were saying they were. But, you know, that's, you know, without further scientific inquiry, I can't say for sure. Um, well, I keep I keep telling you, go see Ray Stanford. It'll uh, <laughs> it'll yeah. up your quotient of real <laughs> real events. Yeah, you're you're not the only one. I mean, I mean, I had uh, a lot of a couple of folks tell me uh, to go see him. You know, like Ben Moss and and uh, so forth. But these guys, uh, you know, I, I haven't I haven't done that yet, and I think that's only just because of a timing issue. You know, yeah, he he thinks you don't like him. Oh, that's so untrue. That Leslie Keene has poisoned you to him. Oh, my gosh. No way. Leslie Keene, you know, Leslie Keene actually came up to uh, Doug's studio when I was there one day. And she had a, a piece of film for us to analyze. And Doug and I sat and analyzed it together. And I had to, I'm, I'm sitting there looking at Doug and I'm thinking, this is so surreal. I'm doing, you know, film analysis with the legendary Douglas Trumbull. You know, I always think, you know, I'm, I'm always very... Uh, uh, very, very, uh, I don't know what they were taken aback by the fact that he's there and that I'm, uh, uh, you know, that I'm part of what he does. It's like, wow, this is incredible. I can't believe it. I keep shaking my head, you know? So it's like, so I don't know. I mean, I, I have not been poisoned by anybody. It's just a matter of, of getting to him. I, I don't doubt anything he said because I haven't, you know, heard what he said. I haven't heard. Yeah, until you see um, his data, I mean, you can't pass judgment on it, and you shouldn't. Uh, no, as no, anyone that's should. not scientific, is it? <laughs> no, no, no. If, if uh, it's not, and, I, and I, I err on the side of science. Feels, you know, yeah. you can't I, really judge them until you've actually seen what they have and then made a informed opinion and determination on your own. Right. You know, I, I, I can't do that. I wouldn't do that because it's not, uh, it's not scientific. You can't make a scientific without actually seeing data to make judgment on. Well, he, he'll offer to pay your way uh, and uh, and get you down there because he thinks it's, it's important enough for you and uh, Doug to see. So just keep that in mind. Yeah, right. Where, where's he again? I forgot. He's right outside the Beltway in, in Berwyn Heights uh, College Park, uh, Maryland. Okay, okay. All right, well. I'm skipping a jump. Yeah, it's actually not far. I used to actually drive to. I didn't. I didn't realize that. I thought for some reason he was out in New Mexico. No, 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 um, no. He's oh, wow. right down, right down ninety five. 
Okay. Because I drive back and forth to Washington, you know, in one day, you know, when I go down there. Exactly. You know, I but do you that need at least five hours each days. way. You need yeah. a couple, three days to visit Ray. Uh, yeah, well, I, I would certainly do that. And you can stay at the Watergate. Yes, I, that'd be part of a scandal again. That'd be great. Actually, you could stay in Ray's right next to his recording magnetometer. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> that Which he keeps in his guest bedroom. I'll give you the weird story, though. Weeks before the break-in at the Watergate, I stayed at the Watergate because my uncle lived there. Wow. So the Watergate was actually a, a residence place as well? A the Watergate apartments. was, I think, condominiums and hotel uh, rooms. Okay, gotcha. Wow. I think that that's, they tore that down, right? Then they tear the Watergate still down. still there. Last time I checked. It was a weird, it was like a round building, kind of like a semicircular right. building. Right on the Potomac, if I remember. Yeah. You know, when I was, a, I was an intern in Washington, and one of my jobs as an intern was I actually had to go out and, and brief the CIA director on, uh, you know, different things. And, you know, when I hear folks like, you know, Stephen Greer saying, you know, well, I, you know, I had a meeting with James Woolsey, you know, and I, I briefed the CIA director and all that. Uh, and then Woolsey responds with a letter. I'm saying this for a reason. Woolsey responds with a letter saying, you write a dinner party, pal. That was no meeting. That was no briefing. You know, stop stretching the truth. You know, I said that, well, you know, using the same reasoning, I guess I could say that, um, you know, I briefed the CIA director too, many times. Uh, does that mean that I'm in the know? No, it means it was my job and I was an intern. And I didn't want to go. We, we shot, we drew lots for it. He was going to have to go do it, you know, because we didn't want to go out there. You know, it was, it was a pain. So, you know, um, I guess it's all in, in, in when you talk about people and their data and believability, you know, you have to remember that you know, this has become a, uh, uh, a fashionable arena to be in. You know, you can ask Stan Romanek how fashionable it became with his, <laughs> his fakery. <laughs> he was caught twice faking blatant, faking, you know, blatant. He was throwing things at his face on a video, and it's clear, and you can see him do it. And it's like, wow. And I, I caught him faking on, on an on a Open Minds show with Alejandro Rojas. I caught him faking uh, a, a voice box system. Right, that, where, where he was queuing up the tape. Yes, you could hear him <laughs> queuing up the tape on one of the breaks when he thought his mic was turned down. You can hear, you should really, you should really, you know, it was starting in the background. Going, what, what's that? And then when he plays it, six minutes later, you hear, you should really learn to keep your mouth shut. And I went, oh, Stan, you little liar. You know, I think we can say, Stan, you little idiot for being such a fool. But the problem is here is that people believe him. And that really disturbs me. Even this guy we had a couple of weeks uh, back, we did a show on presidents and UFOs. And Grant Cameron, I learned later, believes him. Mark D'Antonio joins us. He doesn't believe him. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. The award-winning Graphic Converter 10, the universal genius for photo editing apps on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for the Swiss Army Knife app. It gives you all the features that you expect, and most important, 
It's easy to use. You can get it for just $39.95 from www.lemkesoft.com. That's www.lemkesoft.com. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Dangerous blood clot device alert. If you or a loved one had an IVC filter placed to prevent blood clots from traveling to your heart or lungs and suffered an injury, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA warns that IVC filters may cause serious complications, such as heart or lung damage, internal bleeding, and even death. These dangerous blood clot devices can break and the metal fragments can travel to your heart or lungs causing serious injuries. If you or a loved one suffered organ damage or other injuries from an IVC filter, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. This is an advertisement. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. InjuryHelpDesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. Are your Google search results killing you? Unflattering content in blogs, news articles, online reviews, social media, or other sources can jeopardize your reputation, your business, and your livelihood. Let Reputation.com help. Our patented technology will make the truth about you more visible while pushing down unwanted negative content. Improve your Google search results. Call Reputation.com at 1-800-831-0771 for a free consultation. That's 800-831-0771. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. 
That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Yes, we did a little bit of rabbit holing in the previous segment with Mark D'Antonio and Gene and Chris. And when you get into someone, a character like Stan Romanek, well, I'm more worried about his legal problems than his fakery of UFO cases. That's more serious. Yeah, it is, but I, I don't. I don't discuss that. He has a right to uh, defense, and I, I, I won't even, you know, address any of that stuff until he has his day in court with all that. I, it's, it wouldn't be fair. I wouldn't want anyone to do it to me, you know. Sure. And, and I think that it's important to keep that off the grid until a resolution is found and determined. It seems that credible UFO pictures tend to be old. We're not seeing them recently, or am I wrong? Are there recent uh, yeah. movies, photos? Recent movie photos, whatever, about UFOs, with UFOs, that are, I'm talking about recent, like the last five, ten years, that look compelling to you. Okay, I'll say this in one short answer. No. And I will now explain that. Everyone has a cell phone, and people are learning how to do computer-generated imagery, CG, very easily. They learn it in college as part of their training to become animators. Um, And they are also uh, able to take video and do all kinds of video effects. Like your iPhone, you can download an app to throw a UFO in a photo if you want. You know, and it's like, we now know what all those UFOs look like, so we're like, okay, right. We don't even spend more than two minutes on it and say, yep, throw that away. Next, next, next. We just get rid of it. You know, it takes time and effort to go through and categorize all these things. And then there's natural things that happen, too. Water drops on a security camera housing uh, can look really strange because they look like they have a shadow on the bottom, which is actually the refracted image of the land down below and the sky up above. And, you know, I did a water drop study to show how drops look at different angles from the camera. And you can see how the at a certain point, the, the ground on the bottom shifts to the top, you know, as the refraction takes over and when you shift the camera up and down on the drop. So you have to go through some science in order to start to decipher all these things. I found that in all the imagery that I've seen, all the movies that I've seen, I see that there's a lot of things happening that relate to the human condition. Meaning, when we look at orange orbs up in the sky, I know that, you know, many times people will just jump at it and say, oh, those are Chinese lanterns. Well, sometimes they really are Chinese lanterns. There are cases where they're not, and there are people that have started an orange orb study, and we're going to hear from them at the MUFON conference in Orlando this year. I'm doing uh, training for several hours. I'm training people down there on image and video analysis. We're going to go through a lot of things, and we're going to create our own orbs using, uh, you know, a, a technique that I've come up with to illustrate how the photographic error version of an orb shows up. Uh, And then there's going to be someone talking about the orange orb program. And before you jump to the conclusion saying, well, they're all, you know, they're all Chinese lanterns. Science says that we can't make that, we can't jump to that conclusion because we don't have any enough data to know. If there is other data that's pending that shows people that who also know of Chinese lanterns that these are not Chinese lanterns, then we should be able to, you know, examine that data. And so that's what I'm waiting for on that. But uh, there are some orange orb sightings which might be uh, compelling. Uh, I haven't seen them yet. Um, I haven't seen any videos that show 
anything other than the plethora of CG fakery uh, and, and stuff from the known hoaxers out there. I mean, we compile a list of the known hoaxers, and we just you know readily negate any publishing of any videos that come from these known guys because you know they're they're you click on their link and they're making money now my son has a youtube account with his friends and he's going into film school and they have over seven million hits on their youtube channel they don't do fakery they do funny videos of their own unique creation now, i'm not plugging it or anything but i'm just saying when you click on their video they're getting money they've made thousands from google through this, okay, and and they use the Google AdSense program to gain revenue. Well, these hoaxers are doing the same thing, and I calculated the revenue on this one video that was making the rounds. I'm not even going to tell you what it is because I do not want to give them any kind of uh, clicks. And I found that uh, these hoaxers doing CG hoaxing on this one video that was published at the end of May, they had already made $3,500 on that one video, and they have hundreds of videos. So that's how they're making their living. You know what? I think that they're preying on the innocent, and they are also preying on people who want to believe. And they're clouding the issue. They're clouding the science uh, that really should be ufology. They're keeping the tinfoil hats on us. When- it sounds to me like they've so contaminated the pool of evidence that it's almost impossible to find something there that might be worth it. Yes, except that I don't always view a video as a hoax when I see it, except from these guys. I mean, they're, they're always hoaxes. They're never real. And I can say that with certainty. The twins that shall not be named. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. We had a- one of them on the show, and we oh. tried to hold his feet to the fire. Oh, okay. And Chris right. actually tried to be helpful, but that they guy was hear hearing it. none of it. No, 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 because he's making money on you. He's making money. His appearance made him money. Holding their feet to the fire doesn't work, okay? We need better tools, and that's what we're developing. I haven't stopped learning. I'm always learning new tricks. I actually, right now, if I get a shaky cell phone video, last year I couldn't do this, but now I can because I've, I've learned how to do this, and I've bought the appropriate applications to do it. I have a system where I can actually take any shaky video and make it a rock-solid object. You know, show it as a rock-solid object, and the borders around you might go flipping all over the place, but the object itself is moving steady. Yeah, it's called stabilization. Yeah, it's a, simple, it's a simple thing that's been out for years, but it was hard to apply it to something like an object in the sky, in a dark sky. Well, and- Mark, all I can say is if you want to like burn right through the dross – and get to some good old analog film images that present a whole new set of, of solutions and problems at the same time, but uh-huh. but totally negates uh, all the, the video uh, chicanery uh, that's been going on. Uh, stuff back from the 70s, uh, back from the 60s. Uh, if you really want to take a look at some good stuff, you know where to go. I would really urge you, if you're interested in getting yourself up to speed, on some time compression artifacts, ghost imaging, some real groundbreaking scientific principles that are being ascertained and, and anal- analyzed and presented to some pretty, uh, pretty important people out of Goddard, you know where to go. Yeah, I'm familiar with uh, you know, the ghost imaging stuff. In fact, I actually, uh, part of my training down in Orlando is going to touch on that a little bit. But I think that the, the most important thing 
is for me, I'm looking to the future because we're not going to prove that from yesterday backwards, we're not going to prove that alien extraterrestrial civilizations are here using yesterday's data on back through history. I think it's interesting. I think it has merit to examine. I think it can add some interesting fuel to the fire, and I'll never stop looking at it. But I think that the proof comes from new data that we're going to have to you know, get. We've got Mark D'Antonio and Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists, get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and sling bows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free, one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. This is a healthcare alert from the Pain Relief Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one suffers from knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain and have Medicare as your primary insurance, we've got great news. You don't have to suffer any longer. You can immediately qualify for a pain relieving brace at little or no cost to you by calling our 24-7 Pain Relief Hotline at 866-389-0620. Delivery is free and all paperwork is handled for you. If you are on Medicare and have knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain, don't wait. You can qualify to immediately receive a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost by calling our 24-7 pain hotline now at 866-389-0620. Our representatives are standing by 24-7 to take your call and rush you your pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you. Shipping is free and all paperwork is handled for you. Just call 866-389-0620. That's 866-389-0620. Again, 866-389-0620. Today, I became a biophoton woman. I put a tablespoon of the Andreas five-seed oil in my morning's One World Way drink. 
and was still happy and energized at 3 p.m. Normally, I feel tired and spacey at the end of the day, but today I felt energy and very clear. My friend at the farmer's market asked what I was on. She said my eyes looked bright and I had unusual energy for that time of afternoon. I told her there was a magical oil that enabled my body to absorb the sun's energy as if I were a plant. She said, I want some. A second one world way shake with the oil when I got home took me to bedtime with that wonderful, abundant energy. I couldn't believe how much I got done and how great I felt. The combination of One World Way and Five Seed Oil produced a significant health event in my life. The kind that makes you feel you've been given your life back with a bonus. And I'm 64. Five Seed Oil and One World Way. For your fantastic health, call 888-988-3325 or visit sacredseedoils.com. Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. So we move on the last two segments, trying to look at photographic evidence. Let me ask you a general question here, which may be as important as evaluating the evidence. Everybody's got the smartphone. Every one of those smartphones is capable, or most of them are capable, of taking videos. So I'm capable of 4K videos. Yes. All right. What should people know if they see something strange to get an image that's at least useful in terms of evidence? Okay. What people should know is that they can't be human anymore. <laughs> I mean, that's ridiculous, I know. But the first thing people do when they see something in the sky is they, they stare at it. They do nothing. And they go, what is that? And in that time... They should have an instinctive reaction to pull out their phone, lean against a tree, lean against anything. Don't try to follow it in the sky. If it's, if, it's, if it's relatively slow moving, stabilize your body against the wall or against a tree or against yourself. And take a deep breath in and then let it out slowly as you film it. Okay, And now that's the best possibility for attaining some usable footage. Now, image stabilization, as we talked about before – Image stabilization is good, but it's modifying the data. It's altering the data because it's taking film, you know, a, a video, and it's resaving it, and it's changing the video. So ideally, we want uncompromised video in any way. And stabilized video may look nice and smooth in the sky, and it is helpful by by long shot. But it's removing workable data from our analysis. And that's something that, you know, would be countered with uh, a fully image stabilized phone, for instance. And there is no such thing at the moment. Um, I have the uh, Nikon P900 camera, which I just bought. And if you've seen any of my posts on Facebook, you can see that, you know, I I saw uh, a plane that was six miles away. And I used the ADS-B data from the plane to confirm this is 8,800 feet in the air. And I zoomed in with my camera, handheld. And the P900 is what's called a super zoom camera. I zoomed in so close to that plane and took several successive photos of it. I could see the pilot flying the plane without any problem. The plane was sharp and it was clear. You could even read in that fine little font underneath the entry door, the world on time. It was a FedEx plane. And that was six miles away. All right, at 8,800 feet. So 
I think we're going down a path where the technology is going to give people the option to capture usable data, even when they're excited and in a panic, because the P900 at that full telephoto length could never hold an object in, you know, in, the, in there without any kind of stabilization. It's doing a dual stabilization. It's, it's stabilizing the image on the camera sensor, and it's also stabilizing the image via the lens and what the lens is producing. So it's a dual stabilization. Well, I don't see that as a stumbling block to, say, a future smartphone being able to do the same thing. We have to create technology to help us down the line. And as I said, I'm always looking to the future, but I'm not going to stop looking at the present or the past because for me, it's, it's all very, very fascinating evidence. And you know, who knows, there might be something buried in there that has been overlooked. Okay, this advanced optical stabilization, that might make it more possible for fakers to do stuff. But just referring to that, Apple has one model now that does optical image stabilization, the iPhone 6S Plus. The iPhone 6, 6S, not yet, but maybe this coming fall with an iPhone 7. So my iPhone doesn't have optical image stabilization. It has digital, which means it's too much trickery, I guess, right? Well, actually, see, the difference between that is the, the optical, you, you know the difference, I'm sure, but I'll just say it because I think we're talking about it, right? The optical image stabilization is accomplished via the lenses, all right? The digital image stabilization is accomplished at the sensor, right, where it's actually altering how the image appears on the sensor based on the movement on the sensor that it's calculating. And so it can actually put the object more in the center, the P900, for instance, will, you know, at full zoom, that's 2,000 millimeters. That's like having a, a fairly powerful telescope at your disposal. At 2,000 millimeters uh, focal length, I could hold with my two hands, I could hold the, the camera on the plane at full zoom and, and track it and take successive pictures of it. Now, if I cough, it's gone, and I have to zoom back out and reacquire it because it's, it's not perfect. And if I move in gross distance movements, then, of course, it'll be lost because it can't do everything. But within a range, it can handle it. And I think that what we'll see is digital image stabilization first for the cell phones. Optical stabilization requires lenses that do things. And I don't think we're at that point yet for these phones. Well, the iPhone 6S Plus does optical image stabilization. Do we have that? Yes, we do from Apple. It's been out already. You can buy it now. Go out and buy one. iPhone 6S Plus, it's a what they call a phablet because it has a 5.5-inch screen. The question is, will they be able to bring that technology down to the smaller model? Oh, I'm not sure about that. I'm going to have to look that up because uh, I, don't, I don't know how the, uh, the optical stabilization, what they're calling optical stabilization, uh, can actually work because it requires that the, you have an active lens system. So maybe they do. I do not know. I'm going to look at the specs right now, and I'll All read right. it back to you as we progress. Chris, any more questions? Yeah, I've got several, actually. This question comes from uh, forum uh, poster Sand, who's been okay. a poster since uh, December, since Christmas, actually, 2014. And um, he says, uh, Mark, I really enjoyed the lecture you gave in Phoenix last November. Awesome. And he, he mentioned that... Um, you have said that you think the object in the 2013 Aguadilla uh, Puerto Rico infrared video is a balloon. Uh, 
Others have argued that when all possible paths um, are taken into account, they would align with lines of sight in the video. Uh, and if you consider those at all possible distances from the camera, there is no possible path which would not require the balloon to make multiple turns and travel east, northeast uh, against the wind. Um, how would you square the balloon idea with those counter-arguments? Well, before I, he answers, let me tell you, in hmm. the chat window, I gave Mark the specification for the iPhone 6S. And it says, quote, optical image stabilization iPhone 6S plus only. So you can make of that what you will. You can answer the question now, too. All right. I will check that out. Um, the thing with Aguadilla, okay, I, I feel that uh, I was asked to be on that team, and I never got my non-disclosure back in time so i didn't make it onto the team and i i totally respect and i appreciate everything that you know rich hoffman robert powell and the team did and and, and they're good friends and and you know i'm certainly you know not trying to ever um you know degrade anything they did or denounce it in any way um my problem came with the fact that uh, i felt they should have used uh parallax to determine the distance to the object. They didn't determine the distance to the object uh, in a way that I think was accurate. They used the fact that they thought it went behind an object, uh, which I wasn't convinced of, and that they thought it went in the water, which I was even less convinced of. Now, I, I recognize that it looks like that Aquadia object looks like it passes into the water because it, when it gets down uh, you know, to what they think is the water, you see all of a sudden a trail behind it. Well, I can create that trail too because I have a I have an infrared drone um, at, with a FLIR military grade camera on it, and I generated a video that shows the very same trailing that occurs when the object moving has a similar temperature because that's what infrared sees as the background, and so you see this trailing because the camera doesn't know what is the balloon say or what is the water or what is like in my case my truck versus my driveway you know the tail end of my truck the temperatures were close to being the same it looked like my truck was trailing smoke let's smoke this for a few moments and we'll get back to that with mark d'antonio uh -huh. and gene and chris you're in the paragast <laughs> For listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great t-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. 
you go to store.theparacast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour. Would you like to receive $250 to $1,000 cash per day? Go to richmoneyrich.com. No website, no selling, no explaining. Just take these simple two steps and go to richmoneyrich.com. You can be generating cash in the next 24 hours simply using this system. Good news is it runs on 100% autopilot and you don't need any experience to get started. It's easy. Get your share of riches and go to richmoneyrich.com. That's richmoneyrich.com. Go now. Brought to you by the conservative investor. Current returns not indicative of future results. This is an alert. If your business or church is building this year, you're about to pay more than you should. This could mean thousands of dollars more for your office, retail space, church, or warehouse. A general steel building can save you as much as half the cost and time of similar conventional construction. And we're offering rebates of up to $20,000 to help you build today. Call General Steel for free information that could save you thousands. Call 866-91-STEEL. 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 Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. This is a warning to all household pests, to all cockroaches, spiders, ants, rodents, and other pests. If you've just made yourself at home in someone else's home, you'd better hope the owners never hear about Terminix. Because Terminix has the know-how and the means to do whatever it takes to remove you from that home. Terminix has over 85 years of experience exterminating invaders like you. And right now, they're making it easier than ever for homes to be protected by offering a free pest estimate to every caller at 1-800-676-1468. Cockroaches, spiders, ants, rodents, and other pests. This is your eviction notice. With one call, Terminix will remove you from the home you've invaded. If you think you can simply come back later, think again. Terminix will protect that home with a 100% satisfaction money-back guarantee so you can never return. Warning, homeowners are calling Terminix right now for a free pest estimate at 1-800-676-1468. 1-800-676-1468. Limitations apply. See plan for details. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Hey, this is Marie D. Jones, the author of This Book is from the Future, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Mark D'Antonio, one more segment. He's the big guy for image analysis over at MUFON, an astronomer. And he's telling us about his work and his results with some fascinating tales. Go on, please, Mark. Yeah, it looks like I, you know, I may have to get an iPhone 6S Plus now so that I can check out this image stabilization that they claim is optical. 
I thought it would be digital, but... Well, they're coming out with a new model in September, like an iPhone 7, with probably a better camera. So this point being two months, less than two months shy of that, you might as well wait. All right. Let's talk about October and your interest in assisting in the um, Grand Canyon uh, Little Colorado Confluence project. You had asked me about Aquadia, so I just wanted to finish okay, up on that. Okay, well, okay, so so you, you still have some reservations about it. I do, because, you know, as the plane's moving through the sky, its path is, is specifically given in the HUD data. Moment to moment, as the plane goes through the sky, the object is visible against different background objects. Now, if we make the assumption, and this is you know, what happens with parallax, if we make the assumption that the object is moving far lower velocity than the plane, which is likely, and it's simply because of the amount of distance the plane covers versus where the object appears against the background, if you do that parallax calculation, it shows that the object is actually moving in, in, a, in a leisurely kind of a straight line. It's not doing a curved line that they, their report shows. I think that curved line is an artifact of the plane's path uh, being you know, uh, mirrored into the um, data. Now, I think that moving forward, I'm going to finish the parallax study on this, and I'm going to try and show what I believe is the object is basically over the runway of the airport and travels up. Uh, I can't remember if that's northwest or north. And, and they say, well, you know, there's radar data, and, and they may have radar data. But they said that they considered parallax, but then discarded it as a possibility. Yet, I think it's the only possibility for finding the distance to the object. There is no other way, unless the object actually passes behind an object. And there is no, in my view, there's no actual object that this thing can say you reliably pass behind or that it you know i can't say that it went into the water because you know it was almost at the at the resolution limit of that westcam system at the distance where it appeared to go into the water the object was tiny and the trail falling behind it looked exactly the same as the trail that is behind my vehicle in the test video i did using the drone uh, with the FLIR military-grade system. Now, Westcam infrared systems and FLIR are two different companies, I grant you. And so that needs to be addressed, of course. So we have to figure out if there is anything uh, of merit there. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, the jury's still out. I'm not making definitive pronouncements about their uh, research because, uh, you know, in the end, who knows? They might be right. But I saw this object tumbling as well. They were, you know, when I talked to one of the people in there, they said, well, the, it, yes, it, it appears to be tumbling, but the hot spot stays in the same place. So it's like the exhaust kind of migrates to a different place on the body of the ship. And it's like, well, you're, that to me doesn't work. I think that this is a tumbling mylar balloon, and we're seeing the infrared reflection because infrared is just light, and we're seeing the infrared reflection from the ground bouncing off the balloon. So, um, you know, again, here I come, you know, Johnny come lately, and I realized that, uh, you know, my statements and all that stuff are on the heels of their full-blown 180-page research, you know, that they did. But I'm sticking to it, not because I'm being a stickler, but because I don't think it was addressed. You know, if I can see it successfully addressed, even if I have to do it, and I will, um, and see that there is an answer there that works, Okay then I'll be happy with it, and I'll, and I'll accept their, what they said. Because, you know, I'm not, they're not bad researchers. They're great researchers. 
But I, I think they missed something. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to ask you a silly couple of silly questions here yeah. as we wrap things up. But the first silly question takes us back to the state of the UFO field. And now we may have a president of the United States who's, like others, promising to get to the bottom of it. They want your vote. <laughs> they want your vote. So you think Hillary Clinton wants the UFO vote. But what about John Podesta, her close friend and aide, who has been interested in UFOs for over 20 years, as long as we can determine? He isn't looking for votes for the people he represents, does he? No, but you know what? It's politically expedient to say you're going to you know, tell the truth. When you're desperate for votes because you think you might actually lose, okay, I think that you'll say anything. And all we have to do is look at our history. We've heard this before. We've heard this from other potential presidents before, and we've never seen it. It's never happened. And I think that's because if there is a hidden secret, which I think is probably uh, has an even chance of being true, I don't think that there's any one country that has this secret under wraps. It doesn't belong to them. It belongs to the visiting civilization. And I think that uh, that anybody who says they're going to release the secrecy files, whatever they may be, I just don't buy it because I've never seen it and I've heard the promises all before. So they're basically whistling in the dark when they say this. They're just looking for the UFO lobby. I think that that's part of it. You know, I actually, I think it's probably a sign of desperation saying that we even have to go after these guys, you know. Well, you're dealing and, in an era here where we have a close election that a few events one way or the other a few states moving one way or the other by fractions and fractions of a point yeah. can change the outcome. So everybody's got to be desperate for votes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's what's happening. You know, I, I don't think that a guy like Donald Trump will turn around and, you know, release information like that. He'd probably say, I want to have a dialogue with the aliens. I would like to give them a deal, such a deal. Maybe that's where he'll go. A right? huge deal. Yeah, huge. It's it, you, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. What surprises know? me, though, is that he is not tweeting in response to Clinton saying this. Just yeah, you point. know what? Moment, moment, just a momentary sidetrack. He's still too stuck on Ted Cruz, and he's going down that path of still – he's laboring over all the stuff that, that was going on with Ted Cruz. He really should be talking about his opponent, and he should be – you know, if he's got a problem with her, he needs to state it and not – go after someone who's not actually a nominee. You know, he's not in the race. He's not important to the race at this point. So I don't think that makes sense. So, you know, I think they're, honestly, they're both whistling in the dark if they expect to be president of the United States. You know, if there was an empty orange juice can, I'd vote for it because that orange juice can would probably have a greater intellectual capacity than either of them. <laughs> oh, boy. We're talking about politically incorrect, folks. That's okay. You're in the right show here. They scream at us because we're being political. Oh, well, that's too bad. Mark D'Antonio, can you tell our listeners where they can check out more of the stuff that you do? Yeah, well, my website's at fxmodels.com, uh, and that's just the model work and visual effects stuff. But uh, you can also find me at mufon.com, and if you have photos or videos you'd like to look at, you can certainly go through and talk to the headquarters folks. I work for the headquarters. So you can actually have them send your email to me or send your request to me, and I'll respond directly back to you, and we'll start a conversation that way. Happy to do that. You can find us on Twitter 
If you're so inclined, look for the Paracast on Twitter. That's the Paracast on Twitter. We don't interact much there, but we've got thousands of followers. So if there was reason to, we would. You can also find us on Facebook. We have two official Paracast fan clubs on Facebook. Choose the one you want. They will never go away until Facebook goes away or until they say bye, which I don't think happens very often. They don't get rid of people that often. And then there is our special feature that we offer by subscription only called the Paracast Plus. We feature the After the Paracast podcast with extra discussions, politically correct and incorrect comments, special interviews, all that and more, plus the commercial-free version of this show with better quality audio. Show transcripts coming, more videos, classic episodes, Lot of stuff coming out there for a modest subscription fee. You can choose month to month, by the year, by five years, lifetime. Take your choice. To learn more about the Paracast Plus, go to plus.theparacast.com. That's P-L-U-S dot theparacast.com. Mark D'Antonio, thanks for joining us on the Paracast. Thanks for having me. It was great. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.